within minutes, there was a queue. Oh, man, I'm using European terms now. You're also using a lot of words that start with Q. Hmm. What a bizarre thing. <laughs> All right, let me quickly continue. <gasps> wow. <laughs> I couldn't think of any My others. mind is blown. Well, that was good. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm feeling a little quirky today. Um, <gasps> if you could do it one more time, I'll buy you a, a drink. Uh, I got to think of a good quip, and then maybe, <laughs> maybe I can slip another one in there, you know? <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome to A-Grade, the podcast where a college professor and a middle school teacher taste, review, and grade America's best coffee roasters, craft breweries, and more. We have new episodes every Monday morning at 7 a.m. And if you want some pretty awesome A-Grade bonus content, just hop on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash A-Grade podcast for behind the scenes pictures, videos, and a full report card of every place we've ever visited. Again, just hop on over to patreon.com slash A-Grade podcast for all of those bonus goodies if you sign up and become an A grader yourself. There should be a link in the episode description wherever you're listening to this as well, so you can just click on that too. My name, of course, is Joe, and I am joined, as always, of course, by... Hi, everybody. I'm Jackie. And we are back for part three. Uh, part tres? tres yes. Tres, I don't know how they say it in Italian. Of our Italiano Our experience. four port. Four wow. port. I can't, I can't speak today either. You can't even speak English. <laughs> I don't know how we're going to do Italian. This is going to be a rough podcast. I could already feel Why? it. Why? <laughs> it should be fine. You, I true. mean, you did botch it like three words in. But. Yes. <laughs> and this is also our maybe fourth attempt at recording. So. Well, don't tell them that. <laughs> no, what? no, we're perfect little, the first time every time, a obviously. behind the scenes, you know, going in here. Anyways, this is our third part, I yes. believe, of our four-part Italy recap. Of course, if you're joining us for the first time. You might want to go back and listen to a couple of those uh, previous episodes because we did do about a month-long trip to Italy, and we were in essentially four different areas, Florence, Rome, Sorrento, which we're going to talk about today, and we ended on the Amalfi Coast, which we'll wrap up our Italian experience next week with. So basically going through, applying our rubric that we normally apply to for coffee roasters and craft breweries here in America, but while sharing our Italian experience in those places through that rubric, which has been pretty fun so far. I think we've had some pretty interesting, hopefully helpful travel insights if you are ever planning to go to Italy, because there's definitely some things that you want to make sure to do, as we've said the last couple of episodes, as well as things that you probably definitely want to avoid. And uh, we might have a couple of those coming up the next week or two. <laughs> I have. I already was really excited for the Sorrento episode because I have really hot takes on what to avoid when you go to Sorrento. Ooh, hot takes. Yeah. I like it. Uh, yeah, let's just dive in. Let's dive in. Yeah, let's get going. So we'll do a quick recap of what exactly we did in Sorrento, some specific, I guess, experiences and places we visited, and then we'll go through and give our grades. So why don't you start with that, uh, that recap? Absolutely. So... Sorrento is a really great city just kind of overarching first because it is a gateway to both Naples, Pompeii, Capri, and the entire Amalfi Coast. There's a lot of ferries, there's a train, there's a lot of transportation in Sorrento, so it's a really, really good hub. Yeah, you can and also take, I think, flights to Naples maybe? Yes. There's an airport in yes. Naples, and then you can hop on a ferry from Naples to Sorrento which is basically on the other side of the Bay of Naples. Right. So Sorrento's on this almost peninsula at the south side of the Bay of Naples. You could also take the train, which we did from essentially Naples to Sorrento as well. Yeah. So that is kind of the first thing that I want to talk about, because on the first day, we were traveling from Rome to Sorrento, which does take 
about six hours. It's a really long day of travel. Well, there's a lot of components involved. Yeah, there are a lot of components. We took in Rome. We had to take the regional train in Rome. To oh, it's not that simple. First, you need to get up and realize that there's in a twenty eight a, ta- a twenty eight hour taxi cab strike yes. that morning <laughs> because that's what they do in Italy yes. for various reasons. I think there's this struggle or battle with Uber, Uber. right now mm-hmm. moving in. And the cab drivers, they I think that day they announced a, a another strike because it had been released these documents that Uber had been doing shady shit the last ten years or something. I don't know, just shady stuff with trying to bribe politicians or I, I have no idea really what it was. But anyways, even the release of that information, because they had already sh- been striking, I think, earlier that week when we first got to Rome and then they were around again later while we were th- still in the city. And then that morning when we went to leave, they were like, nope, we're on strike again. We saw the documents. We're, we're taking a 20 something hour siesta and we had to figure out the bus to the regional train. Yes. And that added travel time, too. Which is ironic because the fact that the taxis were in strike pretty much the entire time we were in Rome made me wish that Uber was in Rome because that wouldn't happen. Yeah. It, so I feel like they kind of defeated their own purpose of the strike. It's like, wait, the Uber is so much easier. It's just people independently try to make money and grind. They're well, not going to go on strike. Well, I'm sure from and an, I get it. I'm sure you know, from an Italian perspective, yeah. it's different. But from a tourist perspective, it's interesting to think about, too, because we were just there sort of thinking oh man i wish they did actually have yeah. so i don't know the full <laughs> so convenient i don't know the full depth and breadth yeah. of the issue and how exactly it exists now but that it, it did add to our travel time that's the long story yeah short. yeah so going from there you know we did take the regional train from where we were in rome to rome termini and then from there you take the awesome bullet train from rome to naples Now, here's where it gets really complicated to get to the Amalfi Coast. Which is hilarious because what you just said makes perfect sense to me. But if somebody told me that before our trip, I would have said, I have no idea what the hell you just said. Yes. So it is complicated. (laughs) It is really complicated. The only way to get to Sorrento, well, I guess we could have took a ferry, but we didn't know about the ferry option at this time. And so I'm telling people now that if you're listening to the pod, I would recommend the ferry as a route to get from Naples to... the Amalfi Coast, whether you're going to Sorrento or the South Side or wherever. But either way, the way that most people get there is on a commuter train that goes from Naples to Sorrento. Which we were kind of warned about via we I don't Rick, know, Steve's. Rick Steve's maybe. <laughs> Every guidebook is like, take the commuter train, but be prepared to watch out for pickpockets. And it takes forever. Yeah. But my translation of that was that it basically just felt like a New York City train, a New York City above ground subway train or something along those lines. But it was for me a little bit of torture. Because oh, no, it was awful. It was, New York City transit looks terrible. Yeah, so it's not a nice comparison. It, it stops about 50 times. No exaggeration. No, I think it was more like 50,000 yeah. times. Yeah. <laughs> I was just watching all the oh stops on, on the sign above and it just is thinking packed. we're not getting anywhere. Yeah, it is packed like sardines and there's no air conditioning. So yeah. in a... In summer Italy, it is a rough go. I would recommend taking the ferry or timing your trip so that you take the tourist train. There's another train that goes and it 
um, comes only like three times a day and you have to buy your ticket beforehand. So again, another thing that we didn't really know about it, but there are other options to avoid that commuter train unless you want to kind of get the authentic experience. It is a very cheap option. Well, it's one of those things where you might want the experience, but only once and, and That's sort of exactly never what again. we did. Yeah, and you're right. When we were at the Naples train station, I think we asked somebody at the ticket booth about that better train and he was just kind of like that eh. one's the Capania express yeah he, he was just kind of like and eh, just take this one you're gonna wind up waiting way longer and getting in way later so right. we went for it and we got there so we either way there. we get to beautiful sorrento sorrento is awesome because it is right on the water i think that's still the bay of naples oh yeah and yeah, it's the south side pretty much yeah. everywhere that you are um, especially as you get towards the water in Sorrento, you can see Mount Vesuvius in the background across the Bay of Naples. Yeah, that's un- unbelievable. It really is an unbelievable view. So anywhere you are by the water in Vesuvius, which is where we stayed the ent- I'm sorry, in Sorrento, which is where we stayed the entire time, you have views of Vesuvius. And that was one of the first things we noticed when we got into Sorrento. Also epic sunsets in Sorrento. Epic. Because this is also where... As we journeyed south, I noticed we started getting into cliffier and cliffier seaside terrain. And you really start to experience it in Sorrento where you're up elevated from the water in these towns like Sorrento. And you kind of have to go down to get to the beaches or the ferry or whatever. And that does lead to stunning views as well as stunning sunset views. So much so that people will clap for them. Yes, they will. <laughs> which we, we kind of took took to after you see the sunset the first couple of days. Oh, yeah, that's beautiful. Just kind of watching and seeing like, well, what kind of reaction is Are this gonna sunset going to get? Time? I was more enthralled by the, yeah. the applause to the sunset than the sunsets themselves. But the sunsets were a grade, I thought. Yeah. They were fantastic sunsets. And I will give a shout out to the hotel that we stayed at for the first half of our Sorrento experience, which was Hotel Regina. Mm. It's in a wonderful spot. You have really great views of the Bay of Naples, Vesuvius. They have free breakfast that has... That's at a balcony where you can walk, you, you see the Bay of Naples and they have a great rooftop bar that we'll talk about shortly that you could go to every night and really highly, highly recommend this hotel. It's not super expensive and it's in a great location. Yeah. Hotel Regina was also maybe, I don't know, five minute walk down to the water. Right. So there's different parts of Sorrento. You have the main town area, which is very touristy and you have, you know, a lot of people there, but then you can go all the way down and there's beaches and the beaches are in the Marina Grande area, some, and Hotel Regina is right in the middle of the shops and restaurants area and sort of Marina Grande, right between. But Hotel Regina as well was one of the places where I really got a sense of how different the culture is from america to italy and that was really stark to me when we were we first got to the hotel and we're sitting out by the they had a little pool area it wasn't a big pool not even big enough to do laps or anything but just kind of for lounging or whatever um and you could get food or drink or whatever you wanted but there were just sort of trees and lemon trees and lemons hanging down from these sort of terror uh what are the trestles or whatever just in this hotel again it's not a five-star hotel it's still a really nice hotel but i i can't remember anything like that in america just lemons hanging above your head and they had a garden in the back too by the pool that was a full urban vegetable garden that i'm pretty sure i would see them go and pick i assume to make food or at least to make drinks with with the the herbs or whatnot so that was 
something that I can't even imagine ever seeing here. I don't think I have. I'm sure maybe some places do if they're really fancy, but it didn't seem as if something that was a gimmick. It just seemed as like something that you just do there because it makes sense. And I thought that was such a cool cultural contrast and it speaks to as well a lot of my other observations in terms of we, we said this last week food being super fresh and just tasting better and just being better and seeming healthier for you where you don't feel as if you have to snack all the time you just eat a meal and you're full whereas here i eat like six meals of dog shit all day and i still <laughs> feel hungry the food here is dog shit in america <laughs> like i'm sorry there is good food you can get good food but overall i just feel like like crap all yeah. the time because <laughs> unless i'm eating just raw greens and cutting chicken heads off myself <laughs> and cooking them uh, it's all processed nonsense. It's so hard. It's so hard to avoid um, just not as good food here yeah. in America, I feel like, whereas there it's hard to find not good food. Yeah, and everybody, especially on the Amalfi Coast, has like their own garden yeah, where everywhere. they get their yeah. food. Yeah, Whether it's fig trees and, yeah. and tomatoes and... Uh, Zucchini, e yeah. eggplant, whatever's in season, they're growing. Yeah, so something so, I noticed. Absolutely. So that was our first day that we got in we hung out close to the hotel and we went to an awesome restaurant that i do want to give a shout out to, to which was called tavern allegra tavern allegra which and one was that this was the the place that it was a local restaurant that's down an alley and it's been open since the 15th century it's like a little oh my god gem. yes there was a guy playing guitar yes the and guy the playing owner guitar. with the cane I think he was the owner. He, Saying he us, had he had owner vibes. Yes. And he had a hat and a cane and I think a mustache. He was basically everything that I would imagine yes. an old Italian man running a restaurant to look and to act like. It was exactly what I dreamed and wanted. It was yes, great. Absolutely. And they sang songs for us. We had a really good dinner. That was our first. Yeah, dinner. he was, was just really going good. around talking to people. He goes over to the guitar guy and starts singing uh, Time to Say Goodbye, the Andre Andrea Bocelli classic. Yeah, it, 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 just having a good time. And it's funny because my dad said when we told him that we were going to Sorrento, he calls it. He says that it's a little sing songy down there. You right. know, people just move slower. It's a little less of a fast pace compared to even Rome or, or certainly up north. And that was, I think, the first real experience where I thought, oh, this is what he's talking about. This yeah. is that that exact vibe I get. And it's it's awesome. It's really sort of cool to have that gear shift, I felt. Yeah, definitely. I It kind of got us right into the Sorrento experience. Yeah, that was a beautiful place. The food was great. I really liked our experience there. It was cool. Me as well. That's why I wanted to give him a little shout yeah, out. Yeah, definitely. So the next day we were in Sorrento, we did one of the best things we did on our whole trip, which was a lemoncello or I guess a lemon and olive farm tour. That was wild. Yeah. yeah. It was honestly an a-plus experience. On Instagram and Patreon, I'll, I'll link the actual Viator tour that we oh, did yeah, definitely. to I, kind of give a shout out to the farm. That's one of the that's one of the experiences that I almost hate highlighting and, and you know, I don't want it to blow up yeah. because it was so amazing that if people catch on to how awesome it is, they're going to... I mean, if they're listening, double your price. Like, yeah. I would have paid double for that it's experience. Worth it. Like. What did we pay per person? What was it? 80 oh, euro? It might have been 80 euro. And I'll tell you everything yeah, that we Say did. everything that we got. Because yeah. in America, you would get a cookie and they would tell you to get the hell out. So <laughs> like, yeah. like it was such a wildly good deal for everything we got that we didn't expect. I thought we were just going to go to a farm 
And some guy was going to say, yeah, this is how we make limoncello. Here's a shot. You know, that's and it. The views alone from the farm are worth $80. Well, first they pick you up on the bus. They Sorry, pick I, you, up. you tell yeah. I'm so excited about it, but yeah. you, you tell it. So they pick us up. It was a kind of crazy bus ride. But, but that's everywhere. That's in Italy. everywhere yeah, when you, you drive. Uh, spoiler alert. Yeah. Don't get on a bus in Italy and not expect it to be a crazy ride. And don't expect to not get car sick <laughs> because you will. Uh, well, the more to come next we'll get, week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the, on this tour, it Eugenio, shout out, took us through the farm. We saw tomatoes, olives, lemons, zucchini, chili, which wards off evil, basil, fennel. We saw pigs, goats, chickens, cows. Yeah, olive trees. Yeah. He took us through the lemon groans and he explained the process for everything. Like they use nets to catch the olives to make olive oil and they catch 30 pounds of olives to make one jar of olive oil. I think he also mentioned... And this is something that we started looking up since we've been back is where to find really good olive oil. Yes. Because the olive oil that we tried there and that we brought home has this naturally just super peppery kick to it to the point where when I brought olive oil back for my mom, she said, oh, should I bring over herbs and uh, whatever from my garden to flavor? And I was like, no, 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 no. no. You, you just want to have it fresh. And she tried it. And she, everybody who tried yeah, our it whole families tried it and they were away. blown away. And we are too. But I think he said that they harvest, I believe, four times a year. Yes. And he mentioned something along the lines of how places with not as good olive oil, they'll maybe do one or two harvests. So you get a lot of overripe or underripe olives mixed in, whereas you want to make sure to be very deliberate with when you pick them at certain times of the year. So whatever exactly and however they exactly they do it, which they take you through the whole process. Um, but uh, you know, I, I don't really know how, how they make it so amazing. Uh, they, they crush it. I mean, yeah, I, I think the best olive oil I've ever had. Definitely. And they've been doing this for five generations. This is a family farm. It's only the family that works there. They pick things by hand. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a the, really interesting. The brothers, the daughter, yeah. the dad, the mom. Yeah. Yeah. So after you do a tour of the farm and see all this, learn all this, then they sit you down so you can sample and taste things on the farm we yeah. thought it was going to be a small sampling but listen to everything we got yeah first um <laughs> i want to write down everything we did first we did bread with olive oils so we got to try all their different olive oils yeah they had the, an orange infused one a lemon infused one and, and the regular. regular one that just has that pep nice pepper kick to it then they brought out bruschette yes then they bruschetta. brought out bruschetta Brought out meats and cheeses. Yep. Then they brought out fried zucchini flour. Yep. Then they brought out rigatoni with meat sauce. That mama had been making in the kitchen, yes. as they told us. Oh, mama makes in the kitchen. And we were I'm like, like wait, stuck. mama's cooking in the kitchen? Yes. Yeah. And then they pretty much forced you to eat tiramisu for dessert with limoncello. Yep. And yep. they taught us the secret limoncello recipe that we will not divulge here on the podcast. But I will be trying to make soon. We will be making. Yeah. Yes. I kind of got addicted to limoncello and I've been getting my friends addicted to limoncello. Yeah. I just want, that's all I need in life is limoncello. So yes. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, so after this awesome tour, we kind of had a low key night. That was kind of, is there any final things you want to say about the tour? No, it was just amazing. amazing. It, it was one of those, it was one of those experiences where you can go to a place like Sorrento and do all sorts of different things. But it's really nice to get outside of the city and see what's going on. Because I think the bus ride was almost half an hour. Yeah. And it's not as if it was very far from the city because the roads are super windy and hilly. 
but it was quite a a journey um and it was great that they picked us up too basically from the hotel that was included as well the pickup and drop off yeah but i think eugenio mentioned he said oh yeah you have to go to the country and really see how people live and what they do to experience Italy. And I thought Eugenio's 100% right. And give me some more of that olive oil and (laughs) limoncello. He also brought up, we were in the cellar, the wine cellar, and he he says, "Uh, how many bottles? Four, five? Uh, And he just comes up with an armload of wine Wine. that they made, and he's pouring us wine the whole time, too. So they're just super friendly, super generous people. Um, I highly recommend, whether it's that or another tour like that, it's definitely a quintessential, however you say, quint, quintessential I think so. part of the experience, I think, of going somewhere like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we ended that night the same way we ended a lot of nights, which was at our hotel bar watching the sunset. Again, a lot of people kind of skip over Sorrento on their way to the Amalfi Coast or some of the more Instagrammable towns or whatever. But oh, really, yeah. the sunsets are unbeatable in Sorrento. Well, what's ironic is that on we'll talk about this probably next week on the Amalfi Coast, which is basically the southern side of that peninsula, places like Positano, you don't really get a sunset. The sun's down by By 5.30, which is fine because it's plenty beautiful on its own and there's lots of other stuff to Instagram about. But yeah, the sunsets in Sorrento were by far the best sunsets of the trip. Yeah, absolutely. So the next day we did what everyone, a lot of people do when they come to this part of Italy is we went to Pompeii and Mount Vesuvius. Oh, yeah. So, Sorry, that, that's a good that's a good and bad groan. Yeah, yeah, it was a full day tour. We were gone. And thank God we get, we did the tour. Yeah. yeah, we were gone pretty much from 830 to six. No, uh, we got there at like 745. Oh, 745 to like six. But either way, we had a great tour guide. And it's nice to yeah, have a tour guide great. because they take you through everything. Transportation's included. The tour of Pompeii is included. And this is kind of necessary because they also take you to Vesuvius and you kind of get to see both in one day. Yeah, definitely. And that was, um, I think we only did maybe two or three tours the entire, I think it was the Lemoncello tour. It was that. And did we? And the next day we went to Capri. Right. And the next well, day. So we'll talk about that in right. a second. But, but the Pompeii Vesuvius, I thought, was a really good pairing because otherwise you don't really know exactly where you're going or yeah. how long to stay or and what you to gotta see. you got to take the commuter train if you do. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. There's The commuter train literally stops at Pompeii at the ruins yeah. and, and you could walk in. So it is a good, that is a good way to do it if you just want to see the ruins maybe for a little bit. But when it's hot like that and you're just trying to get through and see everything and we love the history of it. So it was cool to hit the key spots and know where to hit because Pompeii is huge. I did not realize it's how big Pompeii is. Yeah, it's you, gigantic. You how could, many acres do they say? I don't know, but it was big and you could easily get lost. Not lost, but get lost in trying to see everything. And you can miss the just, brothel, which was like the coolest part. The brothel part was the coolest part. Yeah. Pompeii. <laughs> yeah, you can still see the frescoes oh within God. the brothel. Yeah. yeah. So Pompeii was definitely awesome. awesome. I, re- I really enjoyed Pompeii. It was just a thousand degrees Celsius. I mean, really. I don't know how that converts to Fahrenheit, Ugh. but I know it's hot. I, I feel like the only word I want to say about Pompeii and Vesuvius Day was hot. Yeah. It was so hot. Yeah, and then we went Almost from unbearable. And then we went from Pompeii. To, uh, they stopped for lunch at Pompeii because there's, of course, vendors there. And then we went. Fine. And then we went to Vesuvius, and we drove up. It's it was about another forty five minutes an hour to get up the mountain. So when you climb Vesuvius, you don't climb from the base. They drop you off about, I think, 800 meters from the summit. So it's still a bit of a hike up to the summit, which is basically the the cone, the hole of the volcano. But 
that was one of the hottest things I've ever done because it was just hiking up, just no shade, sweating the whole time. And interestingly enough, I told my brother that because he's a, a brewer, I was like, this is probably your dream hike, just maybe not that time of year in the dead of summer because every seemingly like couple hundred meters, there was kind of almost a rest station with just a souvenir stand and be, they would sell beer. You could buy water, obviously, but you could buy beers, Peronis at <laughs> each stage almost. Uh, and I thought that's hilarious. You can well, there's just, also, you need it because... No, where you, the, you do. I bought, well, I think, two waters on where, my way up. And where the bars are for the Peronis is literally the only place you get shade at Vesuvius. Yeah. There is no shade. It's a tough one to do in the dead of summer. I mean, that's one where... People I would who want, not recommend it no, people, in the dead of summer. People who want to go a different time of the year, it's probably a much more manageable experience. Yeah. But it's still amazing. And I'm still glad I went to the too. top. Yeah. Me too. Because I, it's interesting, too, because some people, they expect to get to the top of a volcano. I'd, we've hiked mountains before. I've never hiked a volcano like that to the hole. I mean, we were at Mount Rainier last summer. Um, and Mount Rainier is, I think I told you I did the math and it's, like, I mean, Mount Vesuvius is impressive looking because it's just so big and it's cool at night. You, you see all see the lights from, of the city. Yeah, you can see all of it. That stop as it goes up the mountain. Yeah. It's just black thing against the sky, the night sky. But I think Mount Rainier is three times higher. So it's as if you stacked uh, maybe two or three more Mount Rainiers on Vesuvius. Oh, my God. So when we hiked Mount Rainier, we didn't really get close to the top. No, you can't. But, <laughs> but Vesuvius, you actually get up and you go around half of the crater the, the crater but it's filled in over the years so it's actually full of just sediment that's fallen down and sort of plugged it up when it erupts again that's going to pop that's going to go flying out but it's still really cool because you can see and it will erupt again it will erupt again uh you, it is active you see all the colors of different like sediments from the chemicals from the volcanic activity so i definitely highly highly recommend it and there was one point i mentioned to you where as you get towards the top, fewer and fewer people seem to make it that far. And there was one point for some reason where I kind of stopped and it because it was curving around the cone of the volcano. And I'm basically at the top and there was nobody because it curved. I couldn't see anybody to the left or right of me. And it was silent. And I was just standing there looking out from the, the hole to basically the, the whole countryside below towards the water and the Bay of Naples and Naples itself, you could see in the distance and thinking, this is crazy. If I were just standing here 2000 years ago, it would be the same, this quiet, just sort of impressive, stunning vista view. And it's just so weird to think that, yeah, 2000 years ago, this blew up and all of that land down there was destroyed. It's just so weird to what think like that. What a great moment. Yeah. yeah it, all, everywhere in Italy, you got these connections to the past that feel really strong. You could yeah. kind of feel the links and yeah, the pathways cool. of time really, really, really closely in Italy. And I really like that. Yeah, it was cool. Um, but my favorite, favorite part about doing Pompeii and Vesuvius was that night when we got back, you took me, well, we went <laughs> to my favorite gelato place that we found in all of Italy. Your favorite? My favorite. Oh, was which it? was, it's called Antica Gelato Sorrentina. And it yeah. was amazing. Up in Sorrento, there's like a little gelato stand kind of. You really mm. can't even go in. It's just a stand on the street. Yeah. And they had the best gelato. And I highly recommend that if you're doing a really hot day, end it with gelato. We were so hot and so tired. Was that the one where that British woman was 
before us, online before us. Yes. And she goes, that's not that's not pistachio flavored. That's coffee flavored. Yes. And the, the poor teenage, I don't know, oh. what do you call them? Gelatoistas yeah. or baristas behind the counter. She was so she nervous. Was, she was scared. She was like, oh. Uh, yeah, no, it's pistachio. No, but she wasn't like you're saying it like she was like, no, I really think it's pistachio. I'll, I'll give you another. It's really pistachio. Well, and then she, she was being she really gave, sweet about she it. She gave this woman the uh, coffee flavored one. Yeah. And the woman was like, oh, well, that's coffee, too. And then she just kind of stormed, semi stormed off. And <laughs> the, the person behind the counter was like. Yeah, I don't know what that was. And we kind of laughed. And then she gave us each samples of the pistachio yeah. and coffee. And she said, she's like, yeah, am I crazy or? No, she was like, I, I need. Can you just let me know? Like, is yeah. this OK? Like, she was just like asking for help, kind of. And we tried them. And I was like, yeah, no, these are different. They're these are fine. totally different. <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, we'll take one of each. <laughs> yeah, and, and I actually did get half pistachio and half mint chocolate chip i think and it was amazing it was a ruse to get us to buy more it, gelato it was amazing it worked and i that, don't care that woman was a plant a it was gelato also like plant. four dollars so it was fine oh god that's also <laughs> sorrento is also where we found that giant think of imagine okay americans imagine the biggest water bottle you've ever seen yes literally probably half the size of you yes. jackie uh 29 cents <laughs> In the grocery store. I was literally laughing. Yeah, I said, I, I said, is you this a joke? You didn't believe me. I yeah. was like, I swear it's 29 cents. You're like, no, you read it wrong. It's We're probably 2.29. <laughs> We're getting fleeced in America. This ain't right. It Things ain't are right. so, so cheap there. <laughs> Espresso shots. There was that coffee place that we found also a little bit down. Cafe uh, Nero. Cafe Nero. Which had really great coffee that Eugenio recommended Eugenio, to us. U- Eugenio, the, the dude from the Lemoncello farm had mentioned that that was his favorite in town in yes. Sorrento. And I think it was, that was also the cheapest because that was our drink when we were in Italy. Um, uh, espresso. I and would get cappuccino. espresso and you would get cappuccino. I think it was $2, $2. or, or it, it, it was, was less than two fifty, And it was definitely a locals place. So that was really cool. Yeah. Anyways, I anyway, get derailed. Okay. Going forward, another shout out to an awesome restaurant we had that night was Enjoy Your Life Bistro. Um, it was really good. I had eggplant. We sat outside. No wait. It was awesome. Just a shout out to a good restaurant. Don't remember it, but awesome. Yes. Uh, then we ended the night again at the hotel bar, drinking martinis, watching the sunset. Yeah, that was the move. That what was, a life. That was a clutch move. What that, a life. That rooftop hotel bar was, it was kind of. What a life. Hotel kind, Regina. Thank yeah, you. It was, it was kind what of. What a life. It was kind of one of those things where Ugh. they clearly realized, oh, we have a rooftop. Let's put a hotel bar, some awesome chairs, because we have this epic sunset view, and we, it works so well. We watch the sunset every night. We <laughs> it's not a there. complicated setup, it but it insane. makes so much sense. Yeah. yeah, it was so insane, and the drinks were great. The bar te- the bartenders were great. It was awesome. Yeah. Um. So the next morning, which was really great, we had kind of a day to relax, and I think this was actually the day that we switched from Hotel Regina to an Airbnb down in Marina Grande. Oh, God, that's right. And yeah. the reason we switched, one of the reasons we switched was because we wanted to be closer to the beach because there are beaches in Sorrento. And from here on out, we kind of started to have beach days. Yeah, this was the transition to beach life, basically, which we're all about back here in New York, where yes. we live near the beach. And uh, yeah, that was that was where the transition began. Yeah, that day we kind of just hung out by the beach. We went to like the the spot on the beach that's a little more crowded, but also a little cheaper. And we swam there for a couple of hours before we headed to dinner. Yeah. When we got dinner, another shout out to a good restaurant. It's called Semolina Pasta Bar. It was really delicious. This is where we got the pasta medley. Oh, God. 
which we have to talk about. That was the most American thing I think was, I ate in Italy. We didn't know what it was. We thought they make all their fresh homemade pasta there and they have it hanging from it's the ceiling. Hang- the whole ceiling inside is hanging is, with, fresh is, pasta. with fresh pasta. It's so bizarre. So we really wanted to go there and check it out. And then we ordered an appetizer that was like $10 yeah. that was called a pasta medley. So yeah. we assumed it was going to be like four of their homemade pastas that we'd get to sample. Instead, it was... It was basically every pasta noodle you can imagine, just deep fried. Deep fried. Which is but so But there were American. also vegetables in there. There was broccoli and cauliflower yeah, I, and zucchini. I didn't know what was going on. It, it was about the size of like my head, maybe probably double the size An of my American head. had to have been involved in what the making of this it was decision. Just deep fried. Everything they had left over was just like deep fried and yeah. given to us. It was good, but I was like, I shouldn't have ordered a meal. I, wasn't, I couldn't even <laughs> eat my meal and my meal was really good. The meal was really good. I like that place. So a nice shout good. out to that place. Yeah. Um, the next day again, we were going to take a day trip to Naples, but we were so hot. <laughs> yeah. We decided to skip it, which was an awesome idea for us. And we had a great beach day. Yeah. And there is a Naples experience, but we'll get to it next week. Yeah. I really didn't even write that much for that day, except after our beach day, we spent the whole day at the beach. They do cool things um, in Italy that I should just mention quickly is that you basically pay for a ch- two chairs and an umbrella, and that gives you bar service. It gives you access to like a private swimming area, mm-hmm. and you have like a spot and a home, and you pay for the day. It's a yeah. little bit expensive. I think, I mean, we probably paid like $50 for both chairs, yeah. but you have bar service. You if have- you're planning to do that for the whole day, it's, it's worth it. It's so worth yeah. it. And if you're planning just decent. for a couple hours, you just go to the public beach and lay in the sand or set up an umbrella or a towel or whatever. Yeah, it depends on your preference. It's yeah. really cheap to buy towels and different things. So we did that. But that night, we actually wanted a break from pasta, 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 pasta. Uh, oh, and we yeah. went to, we found an all-you-can-eat sushi restaurant. That was funny. Which was really funny. Yeah. And I think that was one it of was the... It was called Akora. I think that was one of the few places where I really delved into fish because I said, hey, it's all you can eat. There's a lot of sushi fish on this menu. I'm going to try it all. And you're convinced that they were joking, but I'm convinced that behind every joke is a grain of truth. And the grain of truth was the many times that the manager came over sort of looking at us and saying, uh, have you guys had enough? <laughs> Are you guys good? Is there anything else? Oh, yeah. We'll take another order of sushi. I'm like, more sushi, please. All you can eat? What? Well, he came over the first time, the manager, and he said, oh, is everything all right? And we're, we said, yeah, it's great. And then he said, well, just make sure not to order too much too fast because there's not enough room on the table. And I realized, oh, yeah, we might have ordered 10 dishes to start. And then I just kept doing it because you know what? Shame on you. If you invite, because when we walked in, they sold us hard on the all-you-can-eat sushi. They were showing us how to do it and what a great deal it is. You can't do that to Americans and not expect us to not be animals, right? which we were. And we're not big people, but we're still Americans. We still love all-you-can-eat, and we ate all we could. I think we wound up getting 20-something, 20 dishes maybe. Maybe, yeah. (laughs) You know? And but, by, by the end, he sort of joked. He said, the chefs are in the kitchen fighting. Don't come see, back. See, I think they were joking. Ah, uh, You don't, but I think they were joking. I was looking around, and people were ordering just as much as us. It was good. It was it was fine. Yeah. I like American sushi way better. Yeah, it was good. It was I fine. Thought, I thought it was good. Yeah, it was fine. We wanted a break from pasta. Yeah, I liked so it. that was another great day, um, relaxing day, which was nice, beach and sushi. The next day, we went to what a lot of people probably you know, go to, we went to Capri for the day. Oh God, that was, that was Capri the next day? Yes. Oh, cool. Yeah. Capri was cool. 
So when we went to Capri, we got a private boat, which I think is kind of the way to do it. It's a little bit expensive, but you have your own boat and they kind of take care of everything. The other benefit of the private boat is that you can, the boat stops in a lot of stops and lets you jump in the water and cool off because it's really hot. Yeah, that was nice that they kept doing that. So I like that. If you look up top things to do on the Almafi coast and in Sorrento, you are going to find the tourist trap of the blue grotto the blue grotto which was the first stop on our capri boat tour yeah and basically it is the quintessential i don't know why i keep using that word this episode quintessential i think i I, like it now i I like it too it makes sense it sounds fancy you're so smart the quintessential tourist (laughs) trap i don't know what accent that is i don't know it's Um, a bougie american accent yes it's bougie yeah it's bougie um yeah and i'm glad that we got there when we did because we basically pulled in on the boat and then within it seemed as if the guy doing the boat knew exactly when to get there because we i mean we basically went directly there from sorrento and when we pulled in within minutes there was a queue oh man i'm using european terms now you're also using a lot of words that start with q which is interesting that's weird i might be slipping that's really weird hmm very, I don't uh, even know that many words that start with Q. Uh, now you know two. You've know. used two in this like last <laughs> sentence. <laughs> what a bizarre thing. All right, let me quickly continue. <gasps> wow. <laughs> I couldn't think of any My others. mind is blown. Well, that was good. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm feeling a little quirky today. Um, <gasps> if you could do it one more time, I'll buy you a, a drink. Uh, I got to think of a good quip and then maybe, <laughs> maybe I can slip another one in there, you know? <laughs> That was really impressive on the spot. I'll take it. Uh, so, um, one drink coming up. We got we we got there, and this line of it was more of a just kind of shit show conglomeration of boats started showing up, waiting to for these other boats to show up, so that you could because you have to get in this little rowboat, and then only holds I think two or three people each to go through this hole into this under uh, you know subterranean cavern or whatever. And it was just such a funny setup because there was that one boat that basically was a giant catch register. It was basically... Yeah, and you pay $15 each. Per person, yeah. Per person, plus you got to give a good tip, good tip, good tip. I Our guy was demented. The guy, Our guy was so bad. Our guy, and you have to tip them like 20 euro. I tipped him like 10, Ugh, even which that, was, it was not like worth it. $50 for us to go with a blue grotto. And I you, think you could tell how I felt about the gr- blue grotto. Well, you go, I'm outraged. You, you go in for about... I don't know. A minute? Five minutes? Not no, even. It wasn't five two minutes. minutes. It was. It was maybe two minutes. And I will say, it is visually stunning because <laughs> if only you could see the face Jackie's making. It's one of uh, sort of apathy. I, I would say maybe a little disgust, but because of how clear the water is, a certain type of clear blue, and the way that the um, I, I guess it reflects through the sun reflects through the water and into the cave it creates this nice just beautiful kind of deep bluish glow and there's apparently other grottos around the island and we sort of peeked in at some of them as we finished our, our tour later in the day but that's the big one that's the famous one sort of i guess um but i i 
that was one where I didn't think it was worth it. I only thought it was worth it because it was such a funny experience because our guy just kept saying the same four things. You like, you like, you he give me good a, tip. You like, you like, you having fun, you like, you enjoy, give me good tip. Yeah. You like, and I'm like, yes, but tell me some history. Other people got serenaded to. Yeah, there were Other dudes singing got, in there. It was, it was bizarre. There were too many people in there. Well, by the time, we, so we were, I don't know, maybe one of the first five boats yeah, in. Yeah, we were out of there by 9.15 a.m. Yeah, and then we, when we got, all got back in our boats together uh, or in our boat together with the other people on the tour, because there were maybe 10 other people on our, or eight other people on our boat, whatever, and we left, the line was huge. So the guy said, piloting our boat, that if you try to get there at 10, 11 o'clock, you're going to wait the rest of the day, yeah. which I would have been mad then. I wasn't so much mad because I said, all right, we got ripped off maybe, but we only waited 20 minutes, 20 minutes until the boats got there to take us in. But if we were waiting there for two, three hours, I would have been, I would, it would have been such a waste because it's such a beautiful Island otherwise. So if you want to really see it, just look it up on YouTube. Honestly, yeah. I, I would say take our word for it, find pictures um, or go really early if you're hooked on having to see it. So, yeah, and I got more hot take about Capri in general. Let me just get through some of the things you do in Capri. So when you get to Capri, the boat drops you off. You have four hours to explore the island. My take of Capri, you know, you can kind of look up. We did all the things that you kind of do when you go to Capri. If you Google search top things to do in Capri, we did them. Our boat tour showed us all of them. Yeah. My take on Capri. That's I, a long pause. I'm... I, Skip it. <laughs> skip the Blue Grotto. I, I 100% disagree. Skip Capri. I 100% disagree. It. Skip it. No, don't it listen to It is crowded. It is expensive. It is hot. There is... It, yeah, that's because beaches, it was the middle of the summer. The beaches are so crowded. That's true. You can't even breathe. You're on top of people. My hot take would be, instead of going to Capri for the day, which is overcrowded, overhype, everyone's just trying to take Instagram photos. It felt so expensive and fake. My take, skip Capri. I know people might think I'm crazy. Find a quiet town on the Amalfi Coast that has a beach and do a different day trip. Well, Go to a different island. Well, there's also I, other islands that we didn't Capri, explore. Like the port of Capri that we experienced later in the trip was so mobbed. You have like everyone just trying to take Instagram pictures. It felt like hot take. This is my hot take. One of the fakest places I've ever been. Like I just, it oozed in authenticity to me in the way that like that was a good word in authenticity yeah i don't even know if that is a word but i like it in the way that rome oozed realness capri real just was it i would say skip capri do something else that's a hot take people love capri wow so you're saying to quit capri see wow skip it okay I did not like that day. I would say. And I had like heat stroke after that day. The, the, <laughs> the only cool part about it, in my opinion, was getting to jump off the boat into the water and swim in the water. Cool. But I could, you could probably do that in a Mafi Coast boat tour or like, at, like I didn't need time on Capri, the island. It was the most expensive place we went. I, I don't know. It just didn't do it for me. I think it was just too hot. I think if we went. It's not early, interested. I think if we went early, a little earlier in the summer. And it, when it was a little less crowded, maybe May or June, it would still be warm enough to swim and it would be way less crowded. It would probably be a much different experience. And this is also why we've said with our grades that we'll give for each place we've been to, it is a grade for our experience. And that includes what time of year we go in, which is obviously going to be very different. If we go in winter, I don't even know how much I would like Capri at all because you probably it's probably too cold to swim I think at it's all. like Disney World or something. It's like oversaturated, over touristy, overdone. 
I yeah. say skip it. Well, Find ironically, an off the beaten I, path thing. Ironically, after doing Pompeii, there was Capri was like my least favorite day of the trip. Well, ironically, Capri was the um, I think personal island of the Roman vacation island of the Roman emperors back in the day. Uh, including the Blue Grotto, I think, was a kind of spiritual place or something. So ironically, it probably used to be a secluded place because you couldn't just go there. It was the place where the Roman emperors would go. And ironically, now it's sort of the opposite. But the gardens of, what were they? The gardens of Augustus? Yes. Those were beautiful. It's objectively a beautiful place. The views are beautiful yeah. from around Capri, but I felt like the views were just as nice in um, Priano or Positano. Yeah, I mean, there's probably other islands that are just as epic as capri but we didn't know enough in terms of how to figure out how to get there and, and what to do um, maybe something for another trip but okay just some advice yeah so wrapping it up our last day we had a nice relaxing day we cooked some homemade food that day we didn't really do so much besides just like swim a little bit and hang out we had that day interestingly our my least favorite meal, probably of the entire trip, which was Restaurante Sorrento. Sorry. Uh, Restaurante di Sorrento. That was where they had the the ant in your water. Yeah, there was just an ant in my really water. really subpar food. It was the only <laughs> really bad, like, like eh, meal I had eh. in Sorrento. Eh, it happens. Eh. Yes. Just eh. And what are you going to do? Yeah. it. W- I mean, but we got to, like, walk around that day. We got to shop a little bit. The shops in Sorrento are were kind of the best they have some really really authentic uh souvenirs and gifts that you can bring back that and were one, handmade and one million percent everything lemon lemon themed, everything is lemon which themed. i loved i love that lemon shirts lemon hats lemon souvenirs that's their sort of uh, i guess uh symbol almost right it's, it's the lemon really cool and they have good lemon stuff lemoncello it's the best and in the world. Sorrento, another side note, is the beginning of towns that are built vertically. Yeah. At Lots least if you're going down uphill south. uphill walking. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was our training for next week's episode, which yes. is going to be lots of more uphill well upstairs and downstairs walking but yeah it was a good warm-up for that reason um yeah but was that it was that our experience yeah let's get right into our grades yeah so atmosphere and ambiance overall for sorrento you want me to start yes um i love the town i uh particularly love those narrow cobblestone streets that basically make up kind of the heart of the town it is touristy but i feel as if it's still the original part of the city it's not it doesn't feel inauthentic, to use a Jackie term. Um, and there's that main street with lots of cool stuff. It's a good balance between sort of tourist lip service with some of these uh, kind of places, maybe like that last restaurant we went to that was just kind of meh, and authentic places, um, as we mentioned with the, the old man the who tavern. was singing. Mm-hmm. Really cool. And there were bars and stuff that we didn't get to quite explore, but I thought it was, a, a, again, a good balance between day life and nightlife. I really loved it. And in a lot of ways, I mean, I really appreciated that it was cleaner than some of the other places we went to at Rome. (laughs) Um, They do a really good job with that. I love that you can walk down to the beach and we could spend time at the beach because I'm a huge beach guy. So, we were able to swim a lot. Yeah, all of that was awesome to me. Uh, what do you think? Anything else yeah, with atmosphere only, and ambiance? The only thing about Sorrento that I feel like I didn't like was getting there is a little confusing. Like transportation, yeah. and I'll, I'll get more into this next week, but 
you do have to kind of plan ahead about travel. It's not the easiest place to get to, even though it's really crowded. Mm, okay. So for atmosphere and ambiance grade? Yeah. I'm going to go for my experience in Sorrento. My experience. So it's not, again, necessarily just the city objectively, but how I enjoyed the, as you see how I'm stalling, the atmosphere and ambiance. Well, you know, in the beginning, if you really step back, I'm really good at this, by the way, filibustering. Yeah. Is this the, uh, you're, you're starting like a uh, history corner here. Oh, I'm not starting history corner. <laughs> I'm not playing the music this episode. I don't want to have really to edit wanted. it in. There was no history corner, but we kind of we could have done the myths and legends about the blue grotto. Don't make me find myths and legends music. Come on. Oh, well, I should have played it then. This is too much editing. Yes. I can't do this. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with what comes to mind, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go A. I thought it was awesome. I really like the balance of everything. I can't think of anything that. I would have wanted different or more, especially for how hot it was, because that was something that we said, or I said at least last week when we talked about Rome, how it was in Florence, even how it was just so hot. I thought that this city worked really well, given how hot it was. There was a lot of shade when you walked. It wasn't, you know, that wasn't necessarily an option in, in some other circumstances, places that we were in. Um and you had access to the beach, which which was nice, which was also not something. And it's a great hub to get to yeah. everywhere. Uh, we could have honestly stayed in Sorrento, I think, for two weeks and yeah. saw everything. Yeah. So I'm going to go A for atmosphere and ambiance. It was, it was outstanding. It was awesome. I, I totally... I was thinking A minus a little bit, but hearing you say that kind of convinced me that I feel A is a better grade because neither one of us give out A's a lot. This is very rare, but Sorrento has a mix, like you said, of everything. Yeah, and it's cool. It's such a great base. Like I would recommend staying in Sorrento over Naples as a base. Oh yeah, you still get to see yeah. all the same stuff, but you also have easier access to the Amalfi Coast. It's not that easy to get there, but once you get there, you're like safe. Yeah. It's like this awesome, safe city. The sunsets are unbeatable. The food was really good as we're recapping. I yeah. gave shout outs to like five yeah. restaurants. It's inexpensive. Hotels are great. You can swim. It's got a little bit of everything. I think A is the right. This is a great city. All right. I'll put, I'll put in the fireworks. Woo-hoo! God. All right. Uh, service. Why don't, you, why don't you give us a service grade? Um, so service experience that stick out was our hotel People were awesome, whether they were the bartenders, the people serving us coffee in the morning with our free breakfast, or the people that checked us in. They were all great. Um, Our Airbnb host was phenomenal. She gave us so many helpful tips. Um, I feel like most of the waiters and waitresses were really good here. We had some good conversations with people, including getting sung to, (laughs) serenaded at a restaurant. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And talking to the girl serving the gelato. I feel like it was pretty good service experience, actually. Like maybe, I can't think of any more outliers. So I think for service, for me, a B plus. Interesting, yeah. I, one particularly funny story I remember that we forgot to mention was at the rooftop bar. Oh, and Eugenio, sorry. Well, Eugenio. Eugenio Eugenio counts as service, yeah. Yeah. So maybe even higher, but B plus I locked in. uh, And this really kind of sums up the service in Italy to me in some ways, because we it's very confusing who to tip when in Italy and how much, because it's not really a thing, but they they're not going to turn down tips if you give it to them. Um, So we kind of started tipping more as we went through, whereas in America, I just have a better sense of when and where and how much to do that. But the bartender essentially at the rooftop bar, he was there basically every night we were there. So we, of course, tipped him. 
And the last night we were leaving to go to the Airbnb down by the water. And we asked him, oh, are you going to be here tomorrow? Because we might come back. And he says, eh, maybe. Eh, maybe. Maybe. That was Luigi. <laughs> Luigi. Luigi. He's like, ah, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. But like, we got like names of people in this town that we never got anywhere else. But it was just else, so, fu- know? it was so it just was kind so of stereotypical Italian. to the, yeah, the, the experience. Ah, maybe. Well, like, what does that mean, Luigi? Like, is he going to quit? Yeah. Are you just going to stay home? Are you going to quit? Are you, do you have another job? Like, wh- what is the deal? What, Who like, knows? He's like, eh. <laughs> it was so awesome. I want to live my life that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, again, so service overall, I thought was pretty outstanding. I'm going to go A minus. Great. I thought it was it was really great uh, overall. What really sort of tips me in, in the positive direction was the limoncello tour, honestly. Yeah. Uh, with, with Eugenio and family. That's just so unbeatable. Yeah. Um, and so point. unique. So I, I think that's a fair grade. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Food. Food. Uh, so food. Yeah. We basically talked about it all. There were some other things that in retrospect, I wish we had tried. There were a couple, there was an Irish pub that didn't serve food, but it was cool that they did have bars there as well. Uh, again, we didn't really find coffee roasters or craft breweries there, which is what we normally review. It's a different setup. Go back and listen to our other episodes because we talk about that a lot. But there was also an English pub, I believe, basically across the street, and they did serve English food. So that might have been interesting to try. So there's definitely a diversity of foods there, which we didn't necessarily find in other parts of Italy. Sushi. It was the only place we got sushi. Yeah. So yeah. there was a lot going on there. Um Overall, the food was great. I think Rome was definitely a better food city for me overall. Great, me too. But overall, it was fantastic food. So I'm going to go A- minus for the food. That was my thought too. I went A-. minus. I feel like in Rome, I did not taste one thing that I didn't like. I liked every yeah, bite Yeah, Rome was just so unbelievable. So coming off Rome, I still feel like this was incredible. Yeah. And we had really good restaurants. But there were also some but meals where I, I it was... It was fine. It was just fine. It was... Whatever. But I still think A minus. There, there were those outstanding experiences yeah. too. And yeah. I mean, it, again, I would put Rome, Sorrento, and Florence higher on my list food wise than any cities I really think that we've been to in America. Yeah, that's so. Fair. Our grades on this trip are like ridiculously high. Yeah, those of you that are haven't gone back and listened to the podcast, we're having really good experiences in these places we went in Italy, and you know, you don't always get that on the podcast. So mm-hmm. it's not like we're a sugarcoat everything. This is just really good experiences. Yeah. All right. And that leads us with drink. Right? Yes. Drink. Yes. Um, I know my grade. Uh, well, what is there to say, really? I mean... Can I have... give my grade? Yeah. I think drinks were A. I had my favorite drinks in Sorrento. Like what? Martinis. Oh, God. I this had is, this is so where you, many good This is where martinis. you realize that you're a martini drinker. Yes. I don't know where that How came do from. I not give an A to that? Uh, I found enough. my drink. Yeah. Olives, Italian olives in a martini, so good. I drank pretty much only martinis and red wine in Sorrento, and I loved every martini and every red wine that I had. And yeah. we had limoncello made by Eugenio's family. Yeah. And I, I just think this was my favorite place to drink because the views are awesome. You got sunset drinks. You got, I, I just loved it. A for me for drinks. Well, I'm trying to think as well about the coffee experience because there was good coffee. But other than that one place that we went to that Eugenio recommended, was there really any coffee that we had that stood out? I don't think so. I don't know. I'm trying to remember if there was any other place, but that's really the only one that sort of stood out we to me. We also had a lot of coffee at um, the hotel because it was Ooh, free. That's true. So we didn't have as many coffee experiences. That is something I would do. Yeah. Right. Because we had free breakfast included in the hotel. So that coffee there was probably like 
a B cappuccino that I had each yeah. morning. But yeah. yeah. I'm going to go A minus for drink. Deal. There's something just. Oh, ab- the coffee we had at the beach was good. It was? Yeah, I remember it being really yeah, good. It was all right. I mean, the coffee overall is just like anywhere you go, you're going to get good coffee. Yeah, right? I was thinking mostly alcohol drinks somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's fine too. It's a yeah. conglomeration of, yeah, of all yeah. of those factors. But yeah, overall, I think you basically summed it up. It yeah. was an outstanding And water's experience. 29 cents. Water is 29 cents. That counts that as drink. That goes into my, into my calculation. Count drink. Okay, fair enough. So what are what are our final tallies? These are, so, these are big time scores so right here. I'm like shocked at this because breaking it down, atmosphere and ambiance, we both said A. Service, uh, Joe said A minus, I said B plus. Food, we both said A minus. Drinks, A minus and A. I, I'm actually a little shocked at this because I did not realize that Sorrento would break down this well. But thinking back either. on it, yeah. it, it's an awesome city. Yeah. No, it's funny because before we started talking about these cities, I had Sorrento ranked maybe third. Me too. On my list. And now I'm thinking, oh I'm man, like, Sorrento wait. was amazing. And I'm thinking like if I would recommend like yeah. where someone should go if they go to Italy, like I feel like I might recommend Sorrento spend a week in Sorrento. Yeah. Okay. Uh, final, final grades. Man. Do you know what your final grade is overall? Oh. What do you got? I, I hear a party going on outside the window and it was kind of, I hope that it got picked up because it was a bunch of people cheering and I like to think that Are they we cheering have an audience for Sorrento? cheering for Sorrento and for us. I might do something. I can add in cheers, by the way. I'm, I'm just going to edit this episode for hours. I, I, I might do something it. crazy. You might do something crazy? I might do something crazy. Okay. I'm feeling it. Okay. Take a deep breath before you do crazy things. You're actually taking a deep breath. That's that's big. That's big okay. time. Three, two, one. I actually yes. have no idea what my grade is. Are you just going to go? You're just going to wing it. You're gonna go I think it. I'm just going to wing it. Yeah. Three, two, one. I know. Yeah. Three, Three two, two, one, A. a. Yeah. I thought I was crazy. No. Oh, my God. Fireworks. I was sort of torn between A minus and fireworks. A. Me too. But my question is when I'm torn between two letter grades, particularly A or A minus, is am I an asshole if I give the A minus? And I think the answer is yes, kind of, because overall, the city isn't really there for me. It's just a city that I went to as a, a stupid American tourist and anything that I could complain about, like an ant in my water or something, uh, that's such an arbitrary. And we're also li- eating outside. Yeah, exactly. It's such With an, views of the sunset. It's such <laughs> like, an arbitrary <laughs> little thing. And compared to my experiences, especially in other cities, I think most other cities don't really compare. There's cool parts of other cities, but this whole city is awesome. Well, and I'm like, I gave it, Rome and A minus. I loved Rome. I connected with Rome. I might want to live in Rome, but Rome doesn't have a beach, bro. Yeah, it's also like dirty. I got to swim <laughs> yeah. in the Bay of Naples and yeah. take a boat. Awesome. You have a hub to everywhere. Yeah, what it does meet all our criteria hub. for a great city. Like, and yeah. I feel like we could have spent two weeks in Sorrento and still seen more than we would have seen when we went to Positano. Yeah. Yes. All right. So that's A from A Grade Podcast. Can you believe it? For Sorrento. We, the first A we've given to a city. Yeah. And a very one of the very few A's we've given on the podcast overall. You got to earn it. Yes. Sorrento um, does. I know we're going a little bit deep into the episodes right now. Thank you for those of you that are still with us. One suggestion must see for Sorrento. Uh, definitely Capri. 100%. Ugh. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I just skip Capri. I'm telling you, skip it. I'm just saying Unless you want to go to the bougie, touristy, Instagrammable place. Just just look at it on reels. Every reel you see is Capri. Just skip going there. You can see it all on reels. It's fair enough. You enjoy? You enjoy? Tip? 
tip, tip. I'm definitely not I'm tipping Capri. <laughs> definitely not tipping Capri. No, I would say um, do what Eugenio said. Do one of those day sort of country outside of the town, but connected to the town tours, I love that. such as the Lemoncello tour. It doesn't have to be that one necessarily, but I would recommend that one. Um, but something else, maybe uh, whether it's a winery or an olive grove or whatever, something along those lines, I would recommend must do. I, I love that recommendation. Great recommendation. I think we should also tag uh, Eugenio in this episode. We'll tag the farm as well. Yeah. And for me, my must do in Sorrento is going to be something really interesting. I would recommend that when you go to Sorrento, go get gelato at Ooh, good yeah, one. Antica Gelato Sor- Sorrentina. It is right up in town. I think there's actually two locations and it was phenomenal. It was my favorite yeah. gelato of the trip. It was so clean and fresh. And that would be my recommendation along with Skip the Blue Grotto and Capri. Just watch it on YouTube or Man, on... You really have a quarrel with Capri. Professor quarrel? No, I'm using another keyword. I know. Oh, okay. So am I. Oh, oh <laughs> And making a Harry you. Potter uh, reference for all my Harry Potter nerds out there. Because that has everything to do with Italy. (laughs) Well. (laughs) Anyways, well, thank you guys for joining us. Yeah, I mean, as you've seen, we've had quite an awesome time in Italy. I love Sorrento. Although we do have one more episode to come. Yes, we do. Next week, we will be headed uh, farther south to Uh, the... On the bus. Amalfi Coast. Take your drama mean and come with us next week. Yep. And that's going to be one where I think we have the most do's, definitely do's and definitely don'ts. Yes. So definitely, <laughs> definitely, definitely give a listen to that one because it's going to be there's going to be a lot of yelling. I and feel. let's see how many which there was a lot of yelling on the transit <laughs> in on the Amalfi Coast, maybe. Yeah. And let's see how many keywords you could come up with next week. That's a weird challenge, but <laughs> I uh, I accept. This is a Q grade podcast. Oh, God. Oh, God. I think you're I'm done. losing it. It's time to wrap this one up. <laughs> yeah. So uh, just a couple other things very quickly. Thank you guys again. Thank you to our patrons over on patreon.com slash a grade podcast for uh, supporting us being fellow a graders. If you again, sign up, you get bonus content. Um, there should be a link in the episode description, whether you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Tinder, Grindr, uh, whatever, all of them. We the you can listen to us wherever, but you can get the the link to the Patreon um, in the episode description. And we also include multiple entries to any of our contest giveaways, which we're having right now up until next week's episode. And basically, it's very simple. If you want to enter, you don't need to be a patron uh, over on Patreon. You can just email us or DM us on Instagram to enter. And uh, all you have to do is tell us where you think we are going to review after our final Italy recap episode next week back here in america what place do you think we are going to go to for our first episode back recorded in america so hint hint think about where we've been these last few weeks and where we will go and where we could maybe go as an interesting contrast or comparison to our italian experience that's all i'm gonna say for now it was actually funny because we did go explain the contest to tommy who is uh always on the podcast and our arbiter well he's not always on the podcast but he'll come on as the arbiter like with the a grady awards at the end of the year and he immediately guessed correctly he did he did guess correctly (laughs) so he's eliminated from the competition if you yeah if you have a guess uh put it in i don't think it's that hard if you yeah so just email us at a grade um a grade podcast at gmail.com you can just say contest subject and just write your guess 
uh, or DM us on Instagram. You yeah. just look up a grade podcast, send us a DM with your guests and whoever guesses first will win a free mug. Yes. An official a grade podcast mug, which I'll link in the description as well. If you want to buy yeah, a mug, if you want to buy one anyway, yeah. all the proceeds from our merch and from Patreon go right back into the small businesses that we are reviewing when we get back to reviewing craft beer breweries and coffee roasters. Big time. Big time. You heard it here, people. I think that's it. I think that's it. I'm going to go make some pasta. All this, all this all this, Italy talks made me hungry for pasta. Same. Uh, so, yeah, thank Anche you. Io. Me too. Huh? That's Italian for me too, isn't it? How do you know that? Because I picked up some Italian while we oh, were in Oh, you Italy. didn't pick up nothing. You're you looked so that up shocked. when I wasn't looking. No, you're always so shocked when I know Italian. Anyways, uh, yeah. And So join us next week. Subscribe, follow wherever you're listening to this. Uh, sign up, all that crap I said. Buona notte. Yeah, what she said. <laughs> uh, so until next time, stay safe out there. Be well, drink well, and hope to see you next week. Ciao. Ciao.